Dan, Joel, Zion, Mark Kim. Nickelodeon once ran one of the greatest stories on television of an avatar who had to bring balance to the world. Then, everything changed when M. Night Shyamalan attacked. The creators of Avatar made Legend of Korra for our viewing pleasure. But, when the world needed them the most, they vanished. Fifteen years have passed and I have created a new podcast, The Order of the White Lotus. And although our podcasting skills are great, we have a lot to learn before we save anyone. But I believe we can save the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome all to a brand new show underneath the Chopping It Down Network called The Order of the White Lotus, where we have me, Daniel Rivera, we have Joel, Zion, and Mark Kim in the building talking everything Avatar The Last Airbender all the way to Legend of Korra. And hopefully by the time we get through those two, the Netflix series will be out. And I'm so excited for this. This is a brand new show. <laughs> A brand new topic, you know, getting away a little bit from chopping it down, um, just dedicating our time to this whole universe that the Avatar creators have built for us. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling great. It's it's good. It's great, wait. Actually. I have a question for you guys. If you guys were a bender, what bender would you be? Air. Ooh. Okay, so I already have to choose water, <laughs> but I. Oh, okay. <laughs> can, we, can we go? Can we go on the reasons why though? Why I want to be a waterbender? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you? Why? You, why are you want to be water? Why do I want to be air? You know, they're okay. super. Okay, yeah. Okay, we'll start with Mark Kim. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, air is, it's everywhere. It's it's multi access accessible. You can okay, literally but, you, air yeah. is very versatile. You're not wrong. Like. Yeah. Probably uh, more than the others. I'm not saying fire isn't versatile by any means. I'm not saying earth isn't. Sorry. <laughs> but air is just super tactile. It's, it's peaceful. It's, I don't know. I've always well, vibed with one it. One thing I don't like about air is I think it's a little bit too defensive. Like every time Aang airbends, he's always running. Because he's a monk. That's true. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, are peaceful. He, yeah, they're yeah. they're pacifists. Okay, okay, that's true. All right, I didn't take that into <laughs> like, account. Trust like, me, when we get yes. deeper into Legend uh, of Korra, yep. you'll find out yeah, how violent yep. air can be when yep. you put it to the wrong hand. Yeah. Okay, okay. But it's really yeah. overpowered. So I would want to be Earth because I just love the stances, the forms. I love like, you know, just the stubbornness and yes. like the the kind of feeling that you have to have in order to bend rock and eventually metal yes i don't know like just the attitude with it like the showmanship that you can do with i'm on the same page as you man that's exactly why i want to be an earthbender oh Oh, dude it it just seems so strong and so fighting stances yeah yes it's like the the fighting stances are really get me like the forms and stuff but then you also get metal bending on top of it and if you're lucky lava bending yeah (laughs) if you're lucky yeah it's so rare Yeah. yeah you get all these traits if you know if you have the good family genes. <laughs> so. What about you, Zeon? Uh, honestly, I think I would be a firebender. If I'm not the avatar, I'd definitely be the firebender. Only because uh, one of my zodiac sign is a fire element. Sign. Okay. I can see uh, it as a so firebender. I, like, I, I feel like I, uh, I'd i be able to 
I'd be one of those controllers that has like, you know, if fire is in the wrong hands, it could be destructible. But if it's a, if it's a, yes, it's just like any element pretty much. But I think fire is the worst one, especially if it's in the wrong yeah. hands. Yeah. Fire mm-hmm. is it has, it has such a bad name behind it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Water could be pretty destructive, too. That's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But the reason. So I think I would be the like, obviously, on the opposite side of that spectrum where I'm uh, just a good overall firebender like good spirit whatever yeah and just like how general iroh was just using it for for its good purpose yeah and you um, get to like, uh bend lightning too. exactly yeah. and i, I really which do is, which is no offense, weird which is really weird if you think about it it is really weird yeah it, lightning is like very very powerful i was gonna yeah. say it's 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 a category of it fire it's very fast yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it can start fires yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's just like such a weird thing. Like it you is. shoot yeah. lightning. Like I'm a person that doesn't like to get shocked, so <laughs> you can miss me with that. Like <laughs> the the less lightning I'm around, the better. Right. Unironically, um, lightning is like one of my like aesthetics. I love looking at like pictures oh, really? of lightning yeah. and everything. That would probably be like my second element. Realistically, oh, fire. yeah. Nice. Fire is dope. All right. What about you, Joel? You just said it. Oh, yeah, 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 let it be. Yeah, but wow. you didn't say why. Yeah, yeah, it was the same reason. The same yeah, reason we just oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, you got it. All right, so the format for this podcast is we all as a unit are going to be watching two episodes each podcast, and we're going to be giving our reactions. We're going to be taking notes while we're doing it and just making observations on why this show is so great and such so beloved as a whole other lot of people share the same opinion with us. Right, and it's amazing how the how this series has was first introduced in 2005 yeah it's still such a years since the show came out and it still has such a lasting impact on culture who's ever watched it exactly it's top five and you know and you know it is one of the best stories ever told too and who knows what other like directors or big time movie makers have taken in like inspiration from this yeah yeah you know like it's definitely a possibility maybe other anime yeah other animes too you've seen a lot of you see a lot of elements in this show that can make it into big time movie budgets right that you know unfortunately m night Shyamalan didn't do that so well (laughs) he had it and he lost it but we'll we'll talk about that at at a later date but right now we just want to focus on the first two episodes and the first episode of the the last airbender is called boy in the iceberg and the way it opens up, it tells a a brief story on you know how the Fire Nation has taken over all like trying to take over all four nations, trying to make them just one big nation underneath the Fire Lord. And you know the Avatar has been missing for a hundred years, and you know he's our last hope. You know he's the he's the guy or the girl who can you know make sure that the Fire Nation doesn't take over and become a like just a big time threat to everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, they want, you know, the avatar needs to bring balance back to the yes. world. Right. And uh, the balance. introduction of Aang is, I think another it's so obviously every anime kind of has that moment that an entry moment, right. When yeah. someone comes in, it's like a, a big deal. I would say they did the, the entry. It was pretty good. Yeah. Because they you gotta remember justice. like, Ava, you know, Avatar Aang, he is still a kid. What is he? He's like, a 12? Twel- he's a 12. Yeah. He's 12. he's 12, you know, and he's been frozen and you know, he, he, he was so afraid to be the Avatar that he has no idea that the Fire Nation has been doing what they've been doing these past 
a hundred years. years since he's been gone. You know, we'll get into the more lore about that in a, in a later episode. But right now, all we know is that Aang is just a, a kid who throws himself out of fear. He's back. He sees this beautiful girl named Katara. He sees her brother. And like, oh my God, they're close to my age. Do you guys want to have some fun? Like, right. And, so, yeah. yeah. His his uh, childlike instincts are still obviously going to be intact, I guess. So yes. He's not going to yeah. be as mature as, you know, one would hope. Right. And as soon as we see him come out the iceberg, we get introduced to uh, the main antagonist of the show until later uh, named Zuko. And we also get to meet his uncle Iroh, who is my Put some respect character. on his name. My his very, name very is Prince Zuko. He's Aww. a well. First of all, he, technically he is a prince, but yeah, he's yes. banished. Yeah, he's yeah. a banished prince. But he's still Prince Zuko. They still refer to him as Prince. Zuko. Yes, yeah. Right. But like, if he was to go back, he would not be welcomed. Well, I I feel like they only refer to him as Prince Zuko because of like. The fear, I suppose. Right, sure. Right. You know, and like, we don't know why he's banished yet either. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, don't even, a, we don't even really know his motive yet, to yeah, be no. honest. We just know that he wants to find the Avatar and yes. he will do anything necessary, including traveling all the way down to the South Pole. <laughs> oh, and oh, how convenient that was. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> At the same time, hey, but you know what? We learn later in this series that the intertwining of destinies oh, is yeah. not... It, it, it's not uncommon. For at sure. All. It's like, not that actually, happens no. all the time, and they explain it. But right now, we get introduced to Aang. He opens his eyes for the first time in 100 years. The first thing he sees is Katara. Love at first sight. Love at first <laughs> right sight. Right away. Does, you know, sees a beautiful girl. Will you go planning swimming anything with me? Like, <laughs> that's it. You know, the, the childlike instincts kick in, and he just wants to have some fun. And Katara, being the open and responsive force that she is, she's like, okay, like, we'll do whatever we take. You know, we, we, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that you're comfortable and you want you, you know, have everything you need down here. And then you have Katara's brother, Sokka, who oh. is the complete opposite of Katara. Yes. He's very defensive over her. He wants over nothing. Anything. He wants nothing to do with this kid. He thinks this kid is going to bring danger. You know, he's very used to this tribe life in the South Pole. And he just wants to, you know, maintain order. You know, he doesn't yeah. want this goofy kid and this big bison that he brought with him. He's pretty Messing up the life of, you know, what they have in the South Pole. They got it pretty good right now. It's it's kind of not his fault, though, because he's he, he I, I assume they explain it a little bit later on in this episode. But like his father had to leave. You know, yeah. his, his father was the leader of the tribe. He had to leave. And he left Sokka in charge. Sokka at twelve years old in charge yeah. of like the entire village, and Sokka's the only like adult there besides their right grandma. adult male. Yeah, yeah. adult male else Thank is you. like elderly woman, you know, including their grand grand. We don't even know what their mom's at. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, it's he he's he just feels invaded, and you know. That's that's just natural right. instinct. Right. A stranger walks into their space and Sokka feels threatened. No matter how small the kid is or anything, he just he's just afraid of things falling out of balance. He's a wolf. He's a lone wolf. And we'll we'll see that we'll see that more in the series. You know, we'll see him come to terms with himself. But right now he's very defensive of his family and his sister. And we see that right now. Yeah. And not to mention, Katara is also a waterbender, so she is inherently the strongest in the tribe, but she doesn't have the confidence yet mm -hmm. to realize this. So right away, she takes a liking to Aang because he's she sees that he's a bender and that, he, that there's something special with this kid. And he's like, oh, well, 
you can take me to the North Pole so I can learn water bending. You know, you have this big flying bison and, you know, you're like all jumpy She's and excited. Let's yeah. go on an adventure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Katara takes such a liking. And Sokka is still, you know, like, yeah, I don't right know away, if you should do that. Yeah, right away, she's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you should do this. You know, let's introduce him to the family. I don't know about that. But to an extent, Sokka only wants what's best for the tribe. But yeah. Right. Which is understandable. He, he means well. As a non-bender, he can only do so much. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's got the he's got some skill with, you know, the boomerang. He's got a spear. He's got a club. But other than that, you know, he really doesn't have a lot. So that's why when he sees his sister, you know, just use her water bending just for nothing, you know, to catch a fish or, you know, she's the one that caused the iceberg to fall out. Sakura feels already like, wow, like my sister can do so much. I don't know if I can be the leader well, he's also keep in mind that uh, they're not like she's not supposed to be waterbending because remember the Fire Nation is you know doesn't want there to be any other bending. Yeah. Much. So mm-hmm. when he sees fire. her waterbending, he's obviously going to be concerned, right? Right? Because they originally came uh, to their village to, uh, which I actually I don't think that was even. But we don't we don't find that. Out yeah. Yet. Oh right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not not yet. I don't think yeah. that's until like season two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get more backstory on what happens right, to the right. South, Actually, Southern Water th- Tribe. Season three. Because as we'll see in the future, Northern Water Tribe is huge. Yes. And yeah, Southern yeah, Water Tribe is like a pesky little village. Five igloos <laughs> and a campfire. That's yeah. it. It's crazy because like, there's a lot of, um, I'd, I'd say nationalism in the show. Like, the Southern Water Tribe is regarded as like peasants. Yes. Like, yeah. Multiple times they're called peasants, lowly. And it's just like crazy. Like, yeah, I bro. mean, just think, just think about the lifestyle. You know, they're they're hunters, they're fishers. You know, Sokka. Right in the beginning of the episode, we see Sokka and Katara looking for food, and they're yeah. the only ones. Other than that, you've got children living in the village. You got the elderly that they have to take care of. They're they're basically running that village mm-hmm. by themselves. Granted, yeah. it's not a big village, but when they get up to the Northern Water Tribe, they're gonna see like, wow, this is completely really? different. And even and even like going to the Southern Air Temples and you know the journey to get to the Northern Water Tribe, they'll see that their life in this little tiny village is you know a fraction of what other people are experiencing out in the world. And also in the episode, right away we get Ang you know experiencing some nightmares, dealing with the fact that he's the Avatar. You know he hasn't told uh, Katara or Sokka yet. And he still just wants to keep that part of his life hidden. You know, he's a young kid and he had to do these avatar duties at, at a young age because of this looming threat of the Fire Nation. So instead, he just froze himself in this iceberg near the Southern Water Tribe. And, you know, he keeps he, he regrets this decision a little bit. You can tell yeah. because he's having these nightmares. And Katara, being the awesome <laughs> caretaker that she is, is always there to make sure that he has what he needs is that he he's feeling okay i i feel like um uh, reverting back to what you were saying about ang um phrasing himself up i don't think he did it near the um yeah he didn't it was was, i think he drifted over there yeah because it was almost like right when he left the um air yeah yeah. and well the southern air temple is near the southern water tribe that is also true so I, I mean he definitely did drift yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well who knows how far and for how long you know Mm -hmm. Because it was a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, <laughs> it's a long time. But the thing is, also, he he doesn't know that. 
Yeah, no, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't know that it's been a hundred years yet. So yeah. we kind of have when you watch the show again, you know, you realize that Aang is just, oblivious. Yes, is oblivious yeah. to everything around him. He's like, wow, like, you know, nothing's really changed. You know, there's no, there's no been like new technology developments or anything like that. It's it's been the same as it was a hundred years ago. So it's very hard for him to tell. You know, he'll learn more and more as the story goes along of how technology has changed. You know, ships and these tanks and these different kind of weaponry that the fire nation used. But right now he's, he's just living it up. He thinks he's been frozen for like a week. Yeah. He <laughs> said, he said, a, he, he said a few days. Few yeah, days? Few days. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Right. He did say that. So. Yeah. He was like, Oh, I thought it was a few days. And he's just like, no, <laughs> bro. Cause that's when they talk years. about the war. And then he's like, what war? I don't remember any. Yeah. Like, that's war. No war yet. Yeah. What were, what were you going to say, Zion? Oh, I was going to ask Dan what else he has in his notes. Oh, so also we, you know, Katara being, Katara is definitely one of the central forces in these opening episodes because she just has a really nice backstory to, you know, who she is. You know, she's the, like, she's, I don't know, she she's just the grounding force for this water tribe. Like, as much as Sokka is the leader, you know, he teaches the children how to fight. But she's really the one that keeps everything mellow and balanced and is the only one so far that has faith in Aang. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. other than the kids, because the kids just think Aang is funny. Yeah, and Aang, Aang is going to be a big comical force throughout the the series, especially yeah. in the opening episodes. He's just like he's borderline comic relief. But Katara, definitely the one with the most potential. We see her water bending straight out the gate. How strong she is really goes to show the you know the developers and creators of the show looking at woman empowerment at these beginning episodes because they mm. already made she's the strongest character we've seen. You know, so far she broke a whole iceberg just by getting mad. Yeah, right. You know, and Sokka is that condescending, you know, almost border, like pretty much sexist part. Dude, of there the is show. no borderline. He is, <laughs> yeah. he, he like is sexist, sexist part of the show. That's like, oh, you know, women are only supposed to do this, 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 and Sokka's gonna learn real quick how <laughs> you know women are some of the most powerful people in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that now that we're looking at this, uh, it brings me to. Zuko. Yes, Zuko and Zuko Iroh's early relationship. episode one. Yeah, Zuko, Zuko and Iroh's relationship. What was that? Sorry, that was that moving. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, Zuko and Iroh's relationship in the first episode, you can clearly see that Zuko does not respect his uncle in At any all. way, shape, or form because of what happens later on. Like we, as we learn more about the characters, you know, you get to see why it's like that, but like. Zuko is very stubborn. He's arrogant. He's very prideful. You know, like yeah, yeah. Do we? So right away we see Zuko and Iroh already clashing heads. Zuko is a very angry kind of guy. You know, he has he has a lot of hate in his heart. You can see it right away. It doesn't take massive observation skills to no. see that Zuko is just like mad. He's just angry. And you have Iroh who's very calm. He's very like he's a grounding force for Zuko. Whenever Zuko gets too much out of hand, Iroh's there like, no, like you can't do that. It's you like you have to keep a level head. If you want to get far in this life, you have to, you know, you can't let anger control you. You can't let your emotions control you. And we'll we'll see that relationship develop as the series goes on. He as, even explained it when he was teaching him firebending in a way, because he was like, Oh, you're using force. You're not supposed to use force. It comes from your breath, you right? Inner yourself. It doesn't so matter cool. how angry you are. It, yeah. just ma- it matters how calm you are, and you'll get stronger because of that. But Zuko was raised, as we'll see later, 
Zuko was raised in an environment filled Hostile. with condescending people, hostile so environment, many. you know, hatred in a lot of people's hearts and just, you know, looking down on him. Mm-hmm. And he already he already seems to be going through a redemption story by trying to locate the avatar. Why? We don't know yet, <laughs> but we're going to find out pretty soon because in the next few episodes, we find out why Zuko was banished from the Fire Nation and why he's just chilling with his uncle uh, to look for the avatar. And then at the end of the episode, we get uh, a cool little cliffhanger, you know, as all pilots should do. Um, Absolutely. They, him and uh, Aang and Katara go into an abandoned Fire Nation ship. Why is that Fire Nation ship there? We don't know yet. <laughs> but I was about in- to say, and I was like, yeah, we don't know yet. <laughs> they go inside and we already see uh, Aang's and Katara's uh, almost lust for adventure and, and their curiosity that leads them into these different situations. Um, they clearly just want something more out of life, so they're willing to go through some risks. We see that right away, and then they get booby-trapped, they get trapped in a jail cell, and a flare goes off, and that lets Zuko know to come to that village because something is there, and then he sees in the binoculars that he sees Aang, and he knows that Aang is dead. And he knows that uh, someone with airbending tattoos has to be the the avatar. avatar. So yeah. he hones in and he heads straight toward the the Southern Water Tribe, and that's how Episode One ends. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a great pilot, as you know, as all TV shows have great pilots. You know, Breaking Bad. Um, I don't know. Does, like you just have to have a really good pilot, yeah. and Avatar: The Last Airbender definitely shows what a good pilot kind of reminds me of steven universe oh dude steven universe like the pilot yeah Yeah. you know we get a great introduction to a character we get a great introduction to our side characters we have a motivation for the villains and we have a grounding force for that villain to make sure he doesn't get out of hand and we have a good reason why you know all this stuff is happening Mm -hmm. so i think it's a great first episode Mm -hmm. so what what do you guys um was there anything you guys learned or picked up from episode one by any chance? You know, um, aside from, I was going to bring up the whole Zuko. Uh, the, you guys realize that Zuko doesn't know that Aang is a kid. Yeah, he's oh, looking right. for like a hundred-year-old he, he, man. He's looking for a hundred and twelve-year-old man. <laughs> and he has no entire idea that he, he's a kid. Yeah. He's very, like, like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. He's very, like ignorant he he can be very prideful he's just filled with a lot of like raw emotions that just cloud his mind and you know he didn't even stop to think oh well it could be it could be a kid you know? right zuko's yeah. judgment is very clouded yeah just well, i don't think anger. was anyone in the series expecting that because one i'm surprised anyone thought that the avatar would live no i don't think anyway. that anyone was expecting it but it's just the fact that zuko was 100 percent sure that, that was the only scenario oh, right. yeah yeah, right. yeah. He, he didn't open his mind to like the other possibilities yeah. that like right. okay maybe this isn't uh who, who i am like thinking of so oh uh, that caps off episode one so we go straight into episode two i don't know the title of it <laughs> Did you guys see the title? This of is it? Uh, the Avatar, Avatar Returns. Avatar Returns. Avatar yeah. Returns. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Avatar Returns. So in this episode, um, we see Aang trying to run away, as you will be, as will be a common thread well, throughout he, the first season. Right. So yeah, um, he's running away because 
He's not he welcome. Pretty to much the- like it, him and Kantara, you know, with the cliffhanger from episode one, made a mistake in going into the fire, the fire nation ship, and yes. yeah, letting off a booby trap. Pretty much signaling that. You know, there's Something a fire nation ship Cause, there because the southern water tribe is also kind of hidden, right? Yep. Like you can't really see it, so that automatically just notified everybody that in the vicinity that we're right here. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. They come get us. And then, um, you know, they went back to the village, and uh, obviously Sokka, being the protective one, completely you he know goes off. Basically, Aang banishes and, yeah. Aang from the southern water tribe <laughs> yeah. in, gets in order to protect you know his right. family. And he and is, it looks like he instantly knew like. He's gonna have to. Yeah, there was go no to, details oh, yeah, yeah, giving definitely. out that they were actually coming, but he was like, "I gotta get ready. Something's right, gonna yeah. happen." Yeah, Man's he, put on his war mask. Yeah, Boy, his, was with his it. Face paint. He's got his whole outfit on. He's ready to take over. We also see a nice, ah, dude. I love when we do comparison <laughs> shots because we have Saka gearing up himself, and then we have Zuko getting geared up by his soldiers. So we already know that Saka is very independent. Saka knows what to do. Zuko is very reliant on other people to do things for him. Right. And he's just going to be the guy to lead the charge right. and just do what he has to do. Subtle hints. Yeah, I love dude. I love, yeah. I love subtlety. And I love how Sokka, like, he he wasn't afraid to step up either, right? No. He, he consistently wants to try to make his father proud in any way possible. And obviously, we don't know what happens to his father yet. But we know that he's just a kid filled with um, a lot of uh, pride. Right. right, yeah, because he knew firebenders were gonna come to attack. Well, he right. had an idea, and he, of it, exactly. and he still came up and like step up to right. the challenge. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid. No, exactly. He even told the little kids, "All right, we're about to go to war. Yeah, get ready." He was okay. frying line too. I mean, we see a good scenery shot. Where Sokka just standing on his, you know, little was, ice tower, and all of a sudden a big fire nation ship comes and looming in the distance, and Sokka, being the brave man he is, tries to stand <laughs> his ground for as long as possible, but. He eventually wisens up and retreats. I mean, at a, uh, I was going to say, uh, I lost my turn to actually. Wow. <laughs> be like that dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, well, you see yeah. Sokka, not like he, he retreats only when the door opens. Yeah. Like, so he doesn't get crushed. So other than that, he's standing his ground to the very end. I was going to say his father tasked him with the protection of the village right. and you know he he sees that as i must do any means possible it doesn't mean if i am outnumbered it doesn't mean if i'm like outmatched he has to do whatever he, has he to do whatever he needs yeah. to do yeah and that's 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 great like uh Spirit. character insight yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so right away you know zuko's looking for you know his prize <laughs> Sokka challenges him and we see Sokka is not good <laughs> at all <laughs> he very gets, inexperienced <laughs> he gets bodied by zuko who you know barely uses his own bending but you know Sokka. it just goes to show that Sokka has been preparing all his life you know for a chance to battle but he just hasn't fought a lot of people so he just doesn't have the experience for it and then ang wisens up you know sees that they're being threatened by a fire nation ship and he goes back and saves the village and that that entrance wasn't that great. That was funny though because like in the the last episode he talks about like we can fight war with fun and then he like beats Suko or knocks him down while with sliding a penguin. A penguin. Yeah. An otter penguin. Otter, otter penguin. Yes. An otter penguin. Yes. Yeah, we come to we come to realize that all the animals are mixed with other animals in the show. Except, except for actually, a future animal that we'll talk about yeah. later. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, so so we see right away that Aang is, you know, not afraid to step up to this firebender to protect people he loves. And that's a great character trait that Aang has that we'll see throughout the rest of the series. And this is the part where Zuko thinks that he's a 112-year-old man. Uh, yeah. But Aang clearly shows that he's a kid and Zuko thinks that this battle is going to be super easy. And Aang, you know, never really fought a firebender before, is very inexperienced at dealing with fire. So he, instead of trying to fight back, putting everyone in the village in danger, he decides to give himself up as, you know, Zuko will stop fighting, being a man of honor, <laughs> and take him as his prisoner on his ship, protecting the village. Um, he but, kept his word. Such right. an avatar. Right. Kind of thing but Aang being the little sly, clever dog that he is, he's definitely going to find a way to get off this ship and you know. yo i love yeah, because the rescue missions in avatar yes oh like, yeah there's they're a lot, really nice man. they're all i, I they're think all they're all really good they all are very good right they they all have a good sense of uh tension mm-hmm. right right like mm-hmm. we don't we don't truly know you know this is a kid's show so they can only do so much but you know everyone truly knows that you know we, we no one really knows what's going to happen right you know exactly. this this thing can happen that train that turns this chain of events so I, I like the way they do, you know, these, these, we got to go save this person. And Those are always good. Right. <laughs> and Katara, you know, believing that Aang can, you know, bring her to new heights in the North Pole. She starts, you know, gathering materials and, you know, gets a good mindset on going and rescuing Aang. And she also has to convince Sokka a little bit, but Sokka just got his butt kicked. So Sokka's <laughs> like, you know what? I really got nothing else better to do. So <laughs> Yeah, Sokka was already prepared. He was yeah, like, Sokka's just, just, already got yeah, a bow, got yeah. some supplies. They're all set to go try to get him. Talk and, about the quick like change of heart right? within Sokka too. Again, that takes yeah. a lot of pride. But he, he didn't want nothing to do with Aang, and now he's out here getting ready to go save him. See, right. like th- that's the subtle like changes that Avatar does um over the course of the show. Like that's that wasn't like I wouldn't say it wasn't like a major major change, but like him doing that for his sister, absolutely. And, you know, for the sake of just being a good person, you know, that's that's very it's very right. good. I love the dynamic between those two, and obviously we're going to see it uh, a, a lot more how they can both contribute something to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Sokka is not a bender per se, but he brings a lot of. Uh, uh, he, he's inte- he's intelligent. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, and they're yes. both they both are too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Katara shows uh, her intelligence a lot, which I freaking love. That that they're bo- they again they're both just smart and can bring something to the table other than you know. Fighting. They're very they're very synergetic. Yes, mm. and we'll we'll you know we'll soon come to find out that they have a lot of hidden potential between them, especially Katara. Katara definitely gets a lot of moments this first season of how she improves as a waterbender and because she has a lot of talent you know right. she she breaks an iceberg she's able to control a, a small bubble with you know with the limited amount of practice that she can have for living in such a small water tribe with no other waterbenders yeah, in yeah. there to help her learn or you know teach her right so uh, in my opinion i think episode two starts off really great we already start started learning um a lot in regards to just what we can take away from the episode and, and learning more on uh, the the world, like the Avatar world. The lore. Mm-hmm. The lore. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even with, even with the interaction with Appa when Sokka and Katara are rescuing Aang, you know, we see Sokka, you know, being a little bit uh, of a negative 
uh, Debbie front, Downer. Yeah, like a Debbie Downer for you know Appa wanting to or trying to fly. You know, Katara's comforting him, but then Sokka just you know like, what if I just try it? Yeah, just give it a shot. And then he's flying, and he gets super <laughs> excited. And that's one of the moments that we see where Sokka is going through this metamorphosis of you know this is gonna be my first adventure. You know, I'm super excited. And like you know, Sokka tries to keep a cool head, but we'll we'll come to find out that Sokka can't really do that and he's gonna you know be on this journey just as much as Katara and Aang are right so, so now that Aang is like escaping the ship we really get to see how inexperienced like firebenders are when fighting, fighting with, with fighting yeah. airbenders because mm -hmm. like when was the last time they've had to fight an airbender that's a 100 good years <laughs> exactly like it's and an entirely... To be honest, they've never really fought airbenders before. Yeah, they clapped them. Airbenders <laughs> are pacifists. They yeah. have no reason to fight. Exactly. But, like, it it goes to show... Yeah, Aang may not know how to fight against a, a firebender, but <laughs> the matchup is his wars for firebenders. Right, he's for, got speed. He's yeah. got air control. You know, air can blow away fire. So... <laughs> You know, um, now that we're also at this uh, this part where Aang encounters Zuko, like, Aang never, he like you were saying, airbenders are pacifists. Like, he never really, like, engages with him. He's always using his own attacks against him, or he's using, like, evasive right, yeah. maneuvers. Right. Or, yeah. oh, like, this incredible sequence yeah. where he just uses his weight to just stay behind yeah. him. That way Zuko can't attack him. Yeah, and you see... You, oh, you, that was nice. Yeah, you, he put he, a, he, yeah, he put the air around it so he can close the fire. Yeah, oh. I was telling Dan about that earlier, yeah, too. Yeah, suffocate the fire. Yeah, you know, if it doesn't have oxygen, it can't do it. And so we, see, we already see that Aang is very, as a as an experienced airbender. Yes. You know, despite not wanting to fight, he knows what to do in these situations, and he tries to solve the fight as peacefully as he can. Using a mattress, which <laughs> we're watching right now, and you know, totally gets the better of Zuko. And Aang with his super fast speed, you know, just Zuko just has no idea what to do in this situation. But also, like Zuko, when he's fighting Zuko, like especially season one, Zuko is always the first person to throw out an attack. Like yes. he's he's just like so. The like the word I'm looking for is like hell bent on like getting him is he'll do anything possible he's he doesn't really stop to think all right mm -hmm. how do i like make this situation in my favor right you know, Aang, Aang yeah. is about to escape off the ship with his glider and the first instinct zuko does is let me jump off the bow of the ship <laughs> and, just to try to catch him and get his leg and he succeeds and you know we we you know first time watching the of the show might not understand why zuko is so desperate to get the avatar but we'll learn later why but it just goes to show that Zuko is, you know, this is his one mission in life. You know, he just jumped off the, the command tower of a <laughs> ship to try to get Aang. And, you know, we almost see Aang defeated. You know, he gets a nice fire blast to the to the face and he's in the water. But Katara and Sokka are... Oh, know, here it comes. The Avatar State. Yes. And the Avatar State, you know, I we love see it, it in Defense. full action. You know, he's waterbending. We're like, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. <laughs> exactly. Because he didn't know how to do any other, like, any other bending before. And right. You know, sudden, we, we, could, we would have seen him waterbend at some point. Right. You know, to show Katara that he can do it. But in this state, you know, the glowy tattoos, the glowing eyes, we see that he is just a, a powerful force. And that when he goes into this state, not a lot of people can deal right. with it. 
I freaking love his avatar state. Yes, yeah, so it's good. it's it a looks, cheat though. <laughs> it, it is really a cheat. Is. It, like it it's it's a cheat if you like, especially if you know if you can go in and out of it. Um, Which he cannot. This yeah, is, sure. This is yeah. a fight or flight. Yeah, avatar state for Aang still. Yeah, would like, you guys abuse the power that the avatar has if you had it? No, no there's no reason to. Because to be honest, unless you, you, get, you have to, you get taught not to. Like, yeah, yeah right. upon if you do. Yeah, and I, I guess. Obviously, if you don't know what you're doing, you can definitely hurt yourself or exactly hurt other possibly people. like end because there is a way to um sorry to like end the avatar cycle. Mm. So if you if you, yes. if you yes. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if this is going like too much into the lore, but like I guess not really. But if you die in the avatar state, the avatar line is cut off. Yes, right, exactly. So you definitely can't can't just go around like. Willy nilly, yeah, yeah. Especially in a fight, you know, it's it's to get you out of a of a desperate situation because you're already supposed to be, you know, good with the, all the elements. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aang just knows water or air bending, and inherently with the Avatar state, he knows water bending. But we see Katara already showcasing some of her powers of ice, and you know, not being really well to control it, but she's able to maneuver it in a way where she can do it. And and solve this situation. It's, for it, it's what works for her. Ooh, that combo. Also, oh, yes. Yeah. And we also get to see this amazing scene where Iroh and Zuko, you know, tag team and throw a fireball at him. And we just see the strength of Aang when he wants Airbender. to save people. Yeah. You know, airbending we see is super strong. You know, he just blew away a fireball, knocked down a glacier with the fireball, and it just spilled right out to the ship. And Zuko is now he is furious. <laughs> you know, and Iroh being the awesome guy that he is, just tells Zuko, you know, you know, hey, good news. <laughs> He's just a kid. <laughs> and but Zuko, you know, counteracts by saying, like, this kid just did this. Like he just yeah. almost wrecked our ship. Oh, I hated Zuko. Season one, season right. one Zuko is like it's, he's, he's so rude. You're supposed to hate Zuko. Yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. supposed to like no, Zuko. Yeah. That is the antagonist. No, nah, but some people out there do prefer the antagonist over the protagonist, which I That's don't fair. understand why. Like, but I can't imagine the creators uh, creating Zuko to be liked in this first season. Nah. Yeah, he just broods over and over. <laughs> like, right. it's just, season one and like half of season two, Zuko is just like Zuko, I must find Zuko gets some character development. Mm-hmm. In this season, some oh, in this season, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Compared compared to what we'll see in future seasons, yes, 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 definitely a little bit. End of season one, yeah, definitely. And now, you know, at the end of the episode, we have a nice amber sun sunset coming in. You know, a nice imagery for Aang telling Katara and Sokka that he's the Avatar, and the only way he can bring balance to the world is if he learns all four elements. So now they're on this quest. First thing they're going to is the Northern Water Tribe to try to. Well, actually, they're going to Southern Water, the Southern Air Temple yeah, first, yeah. because Aang has some memories to, to do. Attend to. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll find that out next episode. <laughs> but you know, their their main goal is to get to the Northern Water Tribe for Aang and Katara to learn and master water bending. Right. So that'll yeah. be a common thread that we see in the show. The you know each season is named after the element that. Aang needs to learn. So, first season is in his water, second season is earth, and third season is fire. So, I mean, we're, we're going to have a nice progression of, you know, him learning these elements and the stories and the adventures and the lessons that are to be learned from watching this amazing show. So, yes. But that was episode two. Um, what do you what do you guys take from that? 
again, I love. I really did like this episode um, because you learn a lot of. Uh, there were you can slowly see how the character development starts to uh, arise, especially with. Um, Suka, wow, Saka, Saka. <laughs> hey, man, M Night Shyamalan, come on, yeah. wow. no, no, Soka, no Soka here. <laughs> Especially Saka, uh, you know when he originally obviously was all against gang. Ang, yo, what is wrong with me? <laughs> he, was gang. Against, <laughs> he was against gang, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Let's go, let's go. I think he realized how powerful Ang really is. Or, or realize importance. how important, yeah. yeah Saka definitely learns some respect for Ang. Yeah. Right. Seeing, you know, he just wow, like he just blew away that fireball and saved us. Right. Okay. <laughs> and let's I, go. I I got a lot more respect for Ang this episode as well because he, uh, we got to see him in combat and he's he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal airbender and combat combatist. What is combatant. it? Combatant. Combatant. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Very um, formidable in battle, especially right. when you know his friends and. Well, because, you know, himself is on the line, but, you know, and that's what the Avatar state is for. But you can see really when he's protecting the people that he loves, we see a true, um, we treat, we see a true determined side of it, right. I'll yeah. say. He, he will do anything to protect his friends. Yes. Right. And as yeah. the series goes on, we just get more and more and more of that. So, but that was the first episode of the Order of the White Lotus. <laughs> I'm excited to continue this. I know you guys are excited too. Right? Very Absolutely. excited. Awesome. You if, have if, no idea. <laughs> and, Just wait until we get more into episodes. Yes. Right. And um, for the audience listening at home, I thank you for listening to this new show. Please share it with whoever you think might be interested in Last Airbender. Please don't be afraid to you know go and watch the show. You know, there's plenty of DVDs out there that you can watch it on. You know, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. I yeah. think yeah. yes, there's, I there's PlayStation, so you can right Nickelodeon now. Network. I was currently, no, I think so. I think Nickelodeon and Amazon have a deal, so majority of Nickelodeon shows are on Amazon yep, Prime, they are. Um, or all of them. I don't really know, but uh, you can do start like a free trial, like a seven day trial to for the Nickelodeon aspect or portion of Amazon Prime. Because you get Amazon, Prime, sorry, yeah, you do Prime Video. Yeah, you get Prime Video free with Amazon Prime. And yeah. then you have to pay for the Nickelodeon like section of it. Yeah, that's how Perky um, watched. Yeah. Uh, that's how Perky watched the series. Right. Okay. So uh, I think it's it's definitely worth it. it. It it'll bring back so much nostalgia for you guys. You have no idea. Yeah. And They're, if you've never yeah. watched it before and you need a great story, you know, looking at the at the show, you'll see a lot of cartoonish visuals. Yes, the comedy is for kids. Right. But the story, the story and the lessons learned are for kids and adults alike. For sure. So this is really a, a fascinating story that you will not regret starting and finishing. And then if you're satisfied with that, you can check out Legend of Korra, which is just more intense and intense, mature. Yeah, mature version of The Last Airbender. So. Yep, which we will be getting into, obviously, as the season progresses yes as yes. the episodes progress we will get further and further into this lore and backstory of this amazing franchise but <laughs> this has been dan joel actually before you wrap it up i want to just give out one disclaimer yeah or sort of a, like a disclaimer uh, obviously we are or we recorded the first episode approaching a you know nationwide lockdown <laughs> so we kind of wanted to <laughs> yeah. uh 
pretty much give this episode out as for people who kind of just want something to listen to or something to do while we're all being quarantined. I'm sure you, everyone knows what we're talking about. I hope you're not living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but, you, uh, you know, so we may or may not have another episode for maybe, you know, whoever knows how long because we won't be able to see each other unless we figure out a way to, you know, record while we're all uh, separate. Right. But that's just you know a little bit of a disclaimer yeah then you know and if it does come to pass that we are able to pump out the episodes then we'll just have to keep doing it expect, <laughs> sure. yeah expect one every week then if, if that's if that's the case absolutely so like i said before it's gonna be two episodes per podcast episode so next episodes we got our three and four you know this has been dan joel zian mark kim you guys have a great day great night stay safe stay clean in this time of isolation and you know don't be stupid. Facts. <laughs> boss say, uh, bossing, see you later. Bossing, see, see you later. later. <laughs> that was really stupid. <laughs> Please edit that out.